I'm Randy Nichols, and I'm searching for the right angle. I love this term, conspiracy theory, or conspiracy theorist, and the way it's used these days. Literally, it means someone has a theory that there is a conspiracy, and there is apparent evidence, or at least some, some things to question. Um, and that means if you dismiss an idea or question using this term, you're basically saying... Come on, man. They're, those in power don't ever conspire against people. How silly. We should just believe what the authorities are saying. Uh, when people say that, they, then they usually imply that you're being gullible and you're falling for an absurd idea. Um, but I ask you, who is more gullible? The person who is questioning things may believe in some conspiracies or the person who always believes the official story. Let's talk about that today. You know, it's at least noteworthy that all through history there have been good leaders and corrupt leaders, and the one thing that's kept them in check, or attempted to, has been the questions from the common people. Why did you do this? Why didn't you do that? What is the reason for this? Or why did that happen? And this has been accompanied by a certain amount of pressure to answer these inquiries. Traditionally, uh, even monarchs throughout history have had times where their advisors were telling them, uh, look, you better appease the people in a certain area, or they're likely to have an uprising or some other problems. Notable exception of this is dictatorship. Hmm. Then suddenly, in the 90s, best I can tell, um, this term was floated in the media with the idea that these people are nuts and should be mocked and shamed, and the government leaders should not be required to answer any questions. So it makes you say to yourself, uh, hmm, qui bono, as they say in Latin. That is to say, who benefits? I realize that, that that, in and of itself is a conspiracy theory. I'll let you decide how crazy it is. Well, look, if someone in government actually does something extreme nowadays, like really does something extreme that sounds far-fetched at all, and if you suggest it because you came across evidence of, or signs of it, they can completely dismiss anything these days without even considering your questions just by playing the conspiracy theory card. What makes this so problematic is that even a conspiracy that doesn't seem that extreme can now be defended from any serious inquiry by just employing this term. That's a significant slippery slope toward more corruption. And as the saying goes, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. I suggest we remember the necessity our founding fathers saw in free speech and checks and balances and stop dismissing questions using this term and instead just answer the questions asked. If they are stupid questions, they should be easy to answer. I have no problem with the term being used uh, when something bizarre like flat earth theory is being addressed. But the term used at that point should be crazy conspiracy theory. 
not just conspiracy theory. Reason being, there are, of course, actual conspiracies that happened. For instance, the official story of 9-11 is actually a conspiracy. Um, Watergate was an actual conspiracy, literally by entities in our government. Uh, as a result of the Watergate scandal, the subsequent church committee hearings addressed multiple efforts by intelligence agencies to engage in different uh, covert conspiracies. And in fact, the absolute craziest conspiracy theory I ever heard when I was growing up, MK Ultra, is now a matter of public record. Even just the statement of description of that particular conspiracy sounds so absurd as to be a silly Hollywood spy thriller. It's, it's defined as follows. The CIA experimented on Americans against their will with LSD in the 1950s. Literally every couple words in that sentence would make you roll your eyes or gasp in shock if someone was suggesting it for the first time. But it is absolute history now, not refuted by anyone. Does this mean we should invest time in all conspiracies that we hear about? Of course not. Certainly some are just crazy and have not offered any real evidence to, be, to even be considered. But to have a society where a large government bureaucracy is given the benefit of the doubt to the extent that they aren't even questioned is at best extremely unwise and at worst be for absolute despotism. There is certainly the principle that we shouldn't be distracted from our ultimate mission and we should, as Titus says, avoid foolish controversies. That's absolutely of primary importance in the context of the work of the church in a sermon or church class, for instance. And it certainly applies when we're in public as well. Um, the key is what is meant by the word foolish? Well, I think it, it's something that's obviously not worth considering and unhelpful in any way to pursue. Uh, this means we take pains to make sure any pursuit of accountability in any of these theories is really worth the time. We ask questions like, is there likely to be some truth here? What probably is the reason for the evidence I see? What is the true damage done? That sort of thing. And we realize when we have spent enough time on it without results and move on. The key here is not to do damage to our credibility and to the work of ministry, but to still keep our leaders accountable. And we have to find a good balance in this. Remember when Paul played the Roman citizenship card to stop the soldier from hitting him? Uh, I just think there's nothing godly about just letting someone oppress you unnecessarily when you're able to legally defend yourself. We, we don't want to err on the side of constantly being victims of the government or emphasizing that. We also don't want to just roll over to an unrestrained, irresponsible government. I believe we are to speak the truth in love about what is happening in our society, and I think that includes its leadership. Jesus said to render under Caesar what is Caesar's, and that means active citizenship. What does it mean to be a good citizen exactly? We certainly don't want to be known as troublemakers or constantly rebellious against any government authority. But does it follow that we should just let any evidence of potential corruption just be ignored or even dismissed? What if we are relying on the press to keep leaders accountable
but then they appear to be just as complicit. There's something to be said about exposing lies and corruption, or at least pushing for answers that explain evidence of mismanagement that we see. Uh, that seems like being a good citizen to me. Uh, we just have to be discerning about what battles we are fighting in this area and what hills it is worth dying on. So what should be the response of the professing and practicing Christian to an issue like this? If we are to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves, as Jesus says to his disciples in Matthew 10, we don't want to hurt people. We also don't want to be oppressed. We want justice. We want righteous judgment. We want to avoid corruption in our government, so we want leaders to be accountable just as they should be in our churches, by the way. We also don't want to be gullible. That means not believing any crazy theory we hear, but also not completely swallowing the official story every time. Also not believing everything we hear from the 24-hour news channels these, these days, which amounts to propaganda sometimes, or at least just the talking points for one political party or the other. There, there are some crazy conspiracy theories out there. There are also some conspiracies that have happened and are happening right now. Why? Because we are all depraved in our flesh and corrupt, apart from the regeneration of the indwelling Holy Spirit of God. I'm Randy Nichols. I'm searching for the right angle.